in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host and fellow space ranger, Chris Tour. Today's episode, we are reviewing the 2022 animated science fiction action-adventure film, Lightyear. This is produced by Pixar Animation Studios and distributed by Walt Disney. Uh, very excited about this film and uh, the anticipation. This is a film as a spinoff of the Toy Story films and, you know, based off the character Buzz Lightyear, serving as a origin story for the character. Uh, this is co-written and directed by Angus McLean and produced by Galen Sussman. And, uh, yeah, I was pretty pumped about this one. I think Chris and I, we, we both are huge fans of the Toy Story genre. It's interesting, the long longevity of the films the shorts, animated series, and of course, the toys, the toys. And um, so we were curious but excited about this film. Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Lightyear, if you will. So Lightyear starts with a frame that literally says, in 1995, Andy got a Buzz Lightyear toy. This is the movie he got that toy from. So I think the big, you know, the big thing about this movie coming out was a lot of people were already upset because Tim Allen was not going to voice Buzz Lightyear, but... You know, think how many movies are set up that a toy will be made based off the movie and the person that did the acting in the movie does not do the voice of the toy. Happens all the time because one, costs a lot of money to get big names to do your voice box for a toy. Now, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So this movie, which is an origin story for Buzz Lightyear, he is a space ranger and he's part of this giant, you know, colony ship that is crash landed on this planet because they hear a uh, distress beacon. And while they're there, they are stuck uh, due to some alien kind of life form on there. And they realize, well, maybe if we can take the time to make some fuel, we could figure out light speed and we could get out of here. Well, due to some sci-fi mumbo-jumbo, a lot of that goes astray. And you see, as Buzz continues to live on this planet, time moves very differently and a lot of things get affected. And this was an interesting movie because they could have gone so many different routes with this storyline. We've already had like a whole Buzz Lightyear show that a lot of people forget about. There was the cartoon series. And Buzz the Lightyear, uh, direct-to-video kind of pilot that yeah. started it. And that was also one that Tim Allen did not do the voice of. If you remember in that series, Patrick Warbutton was Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, about Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, all these people bitching and complaining that's not Tim Allen. Not the first time they've not had Tim Allen voice the character. And... I, first and foremost, before we kind of get into our main core of this review, this will be a spoiler review. Spoiler warning. We do recommend if you've not actually seen the film, go see it before you listen to the rest of our review. I'm just baffled by the hate that this movie is getting that I'm seeing online. I feel like this is such a... People are attacking this movie from two camps. One is the... We don't like Disney doing woke material or material that is inclusive of certain relationships we're not uh, keen to. And the other camp is literally the, this isn't Toy Story. Well, let me tell you something, folks. This is just from my own personal opinion. Although I think the animation is beautiful, Toy Story 4 to me was a waste of time. We did not need Toy Story 4, for, in my personal opinion. I agree. It was, it was kind of, basically 4 was like, a, 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 almost like a blown up short. You know, like they've done all these little shorts. It, yeah, it, it was kind Toy of Toy Story like 3 fun. was a great 
end of a trilogy. Closed it out perfectly. Closed it out perfectly. And he's moved on. Toys have gone off. So anyway, the fact that people are really expecting this to be another Toy Story movie, this is not. This is, let's do something different with the formula because we we, we can't do a Toy Story 5 and just keep going and you know, making these movies. So this this movie, to me, was a great combo of so many sci-fi properties we've seen in the past with the flair of our character that we love from Toy Story, where we get the nods, we get the voice lines, we get those quotes, but with some new characters and taking a new kind of look and obviously making it also realistic. You know, this isn't a toy. This isn't someone's plastic. This is a real astronaut, Buzz Lightyear, who is in space. And I thought that was a really cool idea to not just do the same old, same old. I don't necessarily think that maybe this will lead to we're going to get a realistic Woody Sheriff movie. Maybe. I mean, who knows? But I thought this was a smart idea because this character has always come off from the Toy Story franchise as someone who is very uh, into what his character is supposed to be. And that realization through Toy Story that he is a toy. This is that character that is kind of going through the same journey. A lot of his story is... He's very cocky. He really feels like he's the only one that can do it. And he never realizes he needs help. And that's what buzzes. So I think there's so much connection to the Toy Story franchise. I'm like, this isn't a miss. What are you guys, you know, what are you missing on? Because this was just a lot of fun to me personally. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I what I loved about how far Pixar's animation has gone and the different directions they've gone in, um, the, the fact that they can make it an epic sci-fi you felt like you're watching a live action thing. And I really, I really enjoyed that, that journey and that there is so much ground to cover because of the Toy Story universe that this was, this was a great idea to kind of do your own thing. Because again, like you said, the, the one a lot of people forget about the animated Buzz Lightyear series wasn't really helmed, but wasn't helmed by Pixar. That was kind of, again, those Saturday morning cartoons. 2D we, animation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it wasn't really that, Pixar zhuzh, that little stamp of that love and dedication to animation. So um, that's a really good quote, dedication like to animation. So yeah, I really was excited about this. I love the style of animation. I loved um, just the action and really felt like, and this is one you want to see in theaters because it's like, it's loud. It's, it's very colorful, a lot of good action. Um, so I was very, very happy with that. Um, and, uh, you know, we talk about the gripe that, uh, voice acting, you know, you know, oh, Tim Allen's not back, but I get it. I We don't want, because again, when you hear Tim Allen, you associate Buzz, but we, we associate with Buzz the toy. We, we, we want to disassociate this with Toy Story where we know the origin, but this is its own kind of thing. And I think that was smart. And having Chris Evans as that, he's done amazing work as Captain America. He has that kind of authoritative voice. So I thought he did a, re he was a really smart choice to have that. But even like in the beginning, beginning of this movie, there's a scene where Again, they have crash landed on this planet and you see in the trailer, these these vines creatures that kind of, you know, show up all the time and they're like tentacles. And so we have to kind of fight them off and there's some bugs and things. So there's definitely life form on this planet. But there's a whole section where he's going off and he's like doing what we see him do in the Toy Story franchise all the time. Uh, Star Command, you know, he's doing the, the Star Trek classic. Yeah, his little logging. talking, you know, <laughs> logging in. And then his partner played by Uzu Aduba. Uh, Alicia Hawthorne's like, you're monologuing again. He's like, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. And it's like, you're seeing the little bits that are of, of making Buzz a human here, which I really appreciate is that this isn't the Buzz Lightyear that we know to be full hero, the suit with the wings, 
this is like early days buzz and he has to work his way to get to that this rock actually as we kind of go along with some of the plot details this almost could serve more as a prequel to what would really be the buzz lightyear movie and so i like that this film as it starts to explore that we're stuck we need to create this fuel and this will allow us to if we can get if we can get you know jumping to light year possibly if we can go through light speed then maybe we could actually get off this planet this is where we get a little of that interstellar mix in here of every time that buzz does this thing and you see that in the trailer as well where he has to kind of fly around the sun and he's trying to perfectly line up with these three rings that will slow him down when he does this uh, you know, experiment every time he actually goes ahead four years and everyone else on the planet has gone through those four years, which is always a trippy part about space is thinking like, what if you are still the same age, but time has gone on and other people have aged. And so I thought that was a great thing they did in the beginning is that you see kind of like a constant of he keeps going ahead four years and watching his partner, his space ranger partner, constantly grow and also what happens with that with life this was a really cool thing i thought i love my fiance turned to me and started tearing up because you know pixar is a, is a company that has always been a little bolder than disney with doing some of these choices but this is the first full same-sex relationship we see depicted in a pixar movie uh alicia has a wife at one point and then the next time jump she's pregnant the next time jump, we see her son has been born and alive. And, you know, we keep seeing her family grow. And it was really beautiful that it was like these kind of vignettes. Kind of brings me back to Up, you know, that opening scene of Up of their relationship. So it's, it's how, how it's amazing they can have that small little, you know, bit of time, you know, to show that span of time that it's like it really weighs on you emotionally. And, of course, we all kind of knew it was coming. But there was the one moment where he does come back and he goes into the office, the same office he would go to see. Alicia every time and it's empty. And that was a big emotional like boom. And that, you know, it was one that we knew coming and it was, it was tough because you're like, oh, imagine going through your whole life doing these missions. Cause you're so, this is what, this is almost a flaw of Buzz Lightyear is that he's someone that he has to get the mission done no matter what it costs. And to like never have that time with his partner, all those years he could have had, memories and had a life not that i think there was a uh, interest in the two of them sexually but just as partners going on this adventure you know uh, in some of those, those scenes you see a buzz looking at uh alicia we do see like her as uh, you know older and with her granddaughter and you're seeing like her kind of talking to buzz and seeing this message of you know I'm so proud of you for trying to do this mission, but you know, we could have had a life together and I just wanted to be a space ranger with you again. I thought that was very touching. And then for this guy to come in after the scene of Burnside, who is this very different kind of vibe to Alicia. Uh, and what do you think of his time wanting to do this whole shield bit? It's kind of interesting. Cause you see that like, it's a, it's, though this isn't a futuristic world, it's very similar to like, no, we'll just do it safe. And it's like, it's the idea that people do what's easy, not only what's right. And it's like, you know, uh, we'll do the easy way out. Oh, but no, I love the contrast because it's kind of a theme that's very reminiscent of, you know, hey, uh, we, we don't do because it's easy. We do it because it's hard. If you quote Kennedy, uh, top of the space race, very, very fitting. So they're like, let's just do it safe. But Buzz is like, no. So it's kind of a, 
it's kind of a, a good a weakness and a strength of his that he's like, I got the mission done, but maybe he just can't see the whole picture because he's blinded by I've got to do this. And but the you know Burnside's looking for what is the greater good. So then I thought was interesting is we also have this character who really is the standout of this movie. He stole the show. He's been there since the you know kind of the first time he does this time jump and to kind of get Buzz back into what's been going on. And he's kind of like his. It's almost like this is um. This is like his Jiminy Cricket in a way. It's like his conscience slash his uh, his alarm clock slash his uh, his uh, saving grace at times. We have the role of Socks, who is this robotic cat uh, and partner to Buzz. This was hilarious. This was as a cat dad myself. Adorable. Love this character. Uh, just the things that it could do or like it could shoot a dart. It had a, it would cough up a fur ball and it'd be a flamethrower <laughs> like all that kind of stuff I thought was really, really smart and really funny. And it, you know, Buzz, would you like, uh, I can do whale noises. I can do uh, uh, just white noise is fine. Okay. Good night, Buzz. <sighs> like it was really and every, funny. And every time he had to load up something, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> just really just smart. This is where that Pixar funny character bit comes into play. But Socks, over the course of 60 years with all these experiments, finalizes the actual fuel that will properly let them do the light speed test. So they do it one more time and it does go successfully. So they actually hit light speed. It's like, we can do this. We can actually get out of this mess. Then Buzz lands back on the planet and the planet looks very different. And he's actually gone 22 years ahead this time, which is a, a massive jump. And we see that there's a giant ship in the sky over the planet. There are robots have now taken over the planet and we get to meet Alicia's granddaughter, who's now grown up to be a young warrior herself, Izzy, played by Kiki Palmer. And we come to find out that, yeah, there's this uh, Zerg character. Oh, oh, uh, all the robots can only say Zerg. So that's all they say, Zerg, Zerg. But now they're kind of on the run. And I like that this sets up really what's like the second half of the movie. I like It's like first half was like, Let's set up the world, set up the characters. What is the premise? Him trying to do this mission. And then when the mission goes really awry, this is part two. And setting up this kind of group of misfits that he's going to go along the rest of the journey with who are not the brightest bunch, not the strongest warriors, but somehow, as in typical Disney Pixar fun, they get the job done. What do you think of this uh, this ragtag team of uh of heroes that are going to join buzz on this uh rest of the journey <laughs> i think it's great because you know it, it's such a great reverse of expectations where buzz is like oh man we we've got our uh great our elite squad and of course they're just you know they're horrible they're very clumsy they're very, they shouldn't be handling weapons they're on <laughs> i like how it was like you could see this in like a live action film like one's like i'm on parole actually <laughs> uh and then and i really like that you know he kind of learned from me. He's kind of like, I'm a de facto leader, but Buzz has like, he has to learn to be a better leader. So it was really good contrast between them. And um, I just thought the, the voice casting was great. Again, Taika Waititi, uh, he's great at any, any, anything. And I love uh, Kiki Palmer as her granddaughter. Izzy, she does such a great job of having this, oh, I'm going to be a space ranger like my, my grandmother. I'm gonna, you know, but she's she has these good intentions, but she's better. And then Dale Souls is uh, Darby Steele as the elderly. <laughs> it just kind of reminded me of like a like a car the, car, the Carl from uh, Up uh, as a as a space ranger, <laughs> just a curmudgeon, and like 
it kind of, you know, reminded me reminiscent. Some of these characters reminded me a little bit of Atlantis. You know, you're one guy can make a bomb on anything, you know, and all these. So it was kind of funny uh, seeing a little bit of inspiration from those. And some of the funny bits, like where Taika's suit has like this little slot for a pen. And he's like always thinking, how am I going to use this pen? And of course, it comes in handy later. But this is really, really the action really ramped up from this part of the movie on where we get these little mini scenes where they're fighting a couple robots where they the, the cool scene where they you know these they find an actual bunker with the space ranger outfit so we see the classic what looks like the buzz Lightyear outfit and it is cool that it does have like one of the buttons can do a limited time invisibility situation i thought a cloaking device all these things that you know we've seen from the toy and how they actually operate and eventually building that we have to how are we going to get rid of this you know zerg situation and i did like that the robots too for zerg had this device that they could have where they could plant it and if they touch it they get teleported to the mothership and they could go back and forth and it yeah it just leads to some really hilarious bits like taika watiti at one point has like a harpoon and he just doesn't throw it at all where he's supposed to and just some of the hilarious notions that this group would do and of course, again, socks having like this material where like socks would like shoot a dart and be like, I bought you five minutes. like yeah. Stuff like that was really funny. But eventually it does lead to all this connection. And you're seeing even like the bits of Buzz trying to kind of reminisce with the granddaughter of, of his friend. And like the bit like was really funny. They saw in the trailer too, where he's like to infinity. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's something I used to do all the time with your grandmother. It was like, you did what with your grandmother? And it's like, yeah. uh, uh, moving on. Uh, you know, it's a little awkward adult humor. But really leading to this giant, we see what, you know, Zerg in the Toy Story franchise was always a funny, obviously looked like a parody of Darth Vader, this, you know, Emperor Zerg and had this blaster with three, you know, had three slots in his gun. It could shoot these kind of like lasers and, we had a little bit of that Toy Story 2 we talked about this week of that whole intro and how they play off the whole, you know, I am your father. So I, it was very like, is that the route they're going to go? Because if, you know, if this movie is the first movie he would have seen, it's that, you know, there wouldn't have been a part two already out for Toy Story. And clearly they did that joke in Toy Story 2 because it's a great bit and it totally makes sense. But I was wondering, is, is this Zerg character going to be somehow related to buzz a, a, an alien whatever and it did even the suit the suit was so big this is a giant looked like a transformer looking thing i was like there's got to be someone in it controlling it i i was like but i was curious what was going to be the big twist so after a lot of great action scenes we eventually do have buzz captured by the zerg machine up in the mothership and he comes out and it's buzz lightyear but from years later and this was interesting. This was an interesting, very sci-fi twist of, you know, what if the mission kept going and going and going and it never was successful and Buzz lost all of his friends and any family ever had and you become just jaded and bitter and then you find one day this alien technology and use it to try to, maybe if I go to the right time and place, I can find myself younger and maybe we could you know essentially fix everything and rule the galaxy and do you know it was a very it wasn't quite the payoff i wanted because i did want the emperor zerg like emperor zerg is what i was wanting and this was more of like this is a zerg that happens to have a connection to buzz and and we didn't get a lot of time with old buzz i think that was the other problem is we had the one scene where it's kind of like oh he's kind of good talking to him 
and then immediately turns and then it's back in the suit for the rest of the of the film. Uh, what do you think of this Buzz Lightyear, old Buzz Lightyear twist with, with Zerg? I, I thought that, yeah, you're right. There could have been a better payoff. Well, what was interesting was I think it would have been more impactful had his crew realized, oh, that's Buzz in the future. But there's no interaction. They just see him as his evil Buzz. And then there's no kind of like only Buzz knows the truth. So it would have been interesting to see like, wait, that's you. And like, I'll never be like him or something like that. And like, so yeah, it, it kind of came and I didn't feel like, Ooh, that's a good twist. It didn't really impact me as like other, I don't know. It just, for me, I wanted more, more evil buzz fight. Like remember him fighting the other people and stuff. And then, um, and how they left it open. I was wondering like, Oh, cause whether they do another one, you know, that the idea that this would be, maybe he'd come back for another one if they decided to, or left it like at least hanging in that, Oh, he survived. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool in the end fight to see, like, finally, you know, the whole movie, I was like, when is, when is he going to have the wings? And he finally does in the final fight going against this giant Zerg. He does have his wings pop out. And it, even, like, another bit that I liked throughout the movie is that the suit itself didn't have a laser yet. It was grabbing one of the robot's guns and popping it on his wrist, and he would use that as, like, a laser uh, until the end of the movie when the, the suits get, like, upgrades. Uh, but it was it was a cool moment. But yeah, Zerg is kind of blasted into space. The ship's been destroyed. So we're left with this new kind of group of heroes. And it was kind of a nice, like, we've passed the torch down. You know, Buzz wanted to be a space ranger doing all these great uh, missions. But he was so dedicated to the one that he was stuck with that a lot of his life passed by. But now he has like that second chance. And he's also seen... I can be a leader, but I also know I have to rely on my team. And I thought I love that all the team does kind of, even though they are kind of like the ragtag team, they all step up in their own way. And now they are ready to go off. And it does kind of leave the movie in like, now we could have Buzz Lightyear, the movie where it's like, or the Space Rangers. And I did read that there was development on what would technically be a, a, a trilogy of films. It ultimately depends on how well this film does. But, you know, with, with Disney Plus, they could make a sequel go around to Disney Plus if they want to. Yeah. There was one post-credit scene that I actually did not even see because I thought it was only two. I've never seen a post-credit scene like after the, even like, you know, the credit scrawl and everything. And then it was like Pixar and we had already left. But I guess the very end, there is a moment where you see Zerg in space and the eyes turn red again. So okay. I think what they could do is they could definitely open it up to another film, maybe even a third, and maybe Zerg goes off and he becomes a bigger threat and brings more of that alien race or who knows what. But I would love to see more in this world. I would love to see now Buzz go to different planets and do different missions and maybe another threat emerges. But I'm just, it's so crazy to see how much hate this movie is getting. There's a lot of people going on on IMDb and leaving these one-star reviews and just it's just people either mad about the same sex relationship or they're mad about it's not Toy Story to them. And I'm just baffled by their stupidity, honestly, because I had a good time with this. The animation was stellar, interstellar. The voice cast is incredible. It was fun. And I was like, I want to see more from this world. So for me, it was like an eight out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 as well for all those reasons and more. And uh, definitely good to see Lightyear. Uh, in theaters, especially IMAX, if you can, on uh, the biggest screen possible. And of course, you can check it out now in theaters 
And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.